Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Friday, January 19th. This is The Gateway. I'm Brian Moline, in for Wayne Pratt. The president of Lincoln University in Jefferson City is under suspension and investigation following an email sent by the school's former vice president of student affairs. She knew that by the end of that email she was going to uh, do what she did, which is die by suicide. And it starts with a line, Lincoln University is where it began and where it ends. The Midwest Newsroom's Holly Edgel has read the email and talked with students and alumni. We'll hear from her in a few minutes. Curriculum writers in the Francis Howell School District told the school board last night they've already begun revising its black history and black literature courses to reflect the board's decision to make the classes politically neutral. The community will have a chance to weigh in on those changes. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. The school board voted 5-2 to two in December to remove the black history and black literature courses for the next school year for partially using a social justice standard from the Southern Poverty Law Center. The decision outraged students, parents, and alumni who worried the change could whitewash history. Janet Stiglitch is a board member who voted to keep the classes. She said at Thursday's school board meeting that she hopes the revised classes are still accurate. I would really like to hope that this new curriculum is going to honor the intention and the spirit of the original elective courses that we had going. Administrators aim to have the board approve the revised curriculum by March. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Last night's meeting came after students across three Francis Howell High schools in St. Charles County walked out of class Thursday to protest the district's decision to alter those black history and black literature courses. Students have been protesting since last month when the board voted to remove the two courses because they utilized social justice standards. Lauren Chance is a senior at Francis Howell North who helped organize the walkout. I have a huge issue with the board trying to A, take that away, but B, making it politically neutral because it's not politically neutral. The board is trying to whitewash our history. Students at Francis Howell High School and Francis Howell Central also participated in the walkout. The Missouri Senate came to a halt on Thursday after a faction of members held up a set of gubernatorial appointments. As St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Kellogg reports, the Missouri Freedom Caucus threatened to hold up the appointments unless the Senate passed legislation aimed at making it harder to amend the state's constitution. Senate members of the Missouri Freedom Caucus held the floor for hours, saying unless the Senate passed such a resolution, they would hold up attempts to confirm appointments made by Governor Mike Parson. Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Rowden called the move by the caucus the, quote, biggest show of bad faith he had ever seen in his life. Everybody else just wants to make a shortcut because they are not capable or they are not willing to do their job. Some of the appointments include Robert Nodell and Paula Nicholson as the permanent directors of the Departments of Social Services and Health and Senior Services, respectively. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. A Missouri House committee has advanced legislation that would create open enrollment for public schools. Members of the House Elementary and Secondary Education Committee voted 11 to 6 yesterday to pass the bill out of committee. 
Through the legislation, students would be able to transfer into a new school district that is participating in the program itself. School districts would have the power to decide if they wanted to accept non-resident students. Each public school district must annually set the number of students the district would be willing to receive the following school year. Proponents of the bill say it would allow parents greater choices on education for their children, while some detractors worry the bill would cause consolidation of schools. The bill now goes to the full house for debate. A working group dedicated to preserving and enhancing local news in Illinois is out with its recommendations. Alex Stegman reports. The Local Journalism Task Force was created in 2021 to study the danger of growing news deserts formed when local news departments close up shop. Democratic State Senator Steve Stottleman, a former TV news anchor, chairs the task force. He says Illinois has lost more local newspaper reporters than any other state. An informed citizenry is essential to the health of our local governments. Reliable information is becoming endangered and too often misinformation on social media is taking its place. The task force recommends, among other things, tax incentives for media companies to hire more reporters. Stottleman expects to introduce legislation in a few days. I'm Alex Dagman. The Illinois State Board of Elections is now reviewing objections to President Biden and former President Trump appearing on the state ballot. Currently, there's one objection filed against Trump. It argues his involvement in the January 6th attack on the Capitol disqualifies him from running. Meanwhile, three parties are challenging Biden's candidacy. Beth Findley-Smith, a LaSalle County board member, says Biden's paperwork was not notarized in Illinois as required by state election law. There are rules in the state election code that need to be followed, and everyone's free to follow those rules. And in this case, uh, President Biden did not follow that rule. The board has assigned officers to review each objection. The officers will present their recommendations at the next board meeting, January 30th. The president of Lincoln University, a historically black college in Jefferson City, is under suspension while an investigation is underway into his conduct. John Mosley was the subject of an email from the school's former vice president of student affairs, Antoinette Candia Bailey, sent hours before she died by suicide. The Midwest Newsroom's Holly Edgel has read the email and talked to students and alumni. She spoke to St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All. Holly, you've had the opportunity to read the 6,000-word email that Antoinette Candia Bailey sent to friends and family and Lincoln University alumni hours before she died by suicide. What, what did it say? Well, it's a really um, interesting email. It's quite damning in its accusations. Um, As an academic, she's a very organized writer. She plots out 18 suggestions to the president, Dr. Mosley, about how he could do his job better. She mentions a lot of colleagues and situations to which uh, otherwise we wouldn't be privy, but that really show a pattern of some dysfunction and um, some level of toxicity within within the administration there. And these uh, sentiments have been echoed by two of the alumni who are very close to the university and keep tabs on things. And it is a heartbreaking email, though, because um, she, knowing that she knew that by the end of that email, she was going to uh, do what she did, which is die by suicide. And it starts with a line, Lincoln University is where it began and where it ends. You mentioned alumni, and you were able to talk to uh, one of the alumni who received the email. What did he have to say? Yes, well, he is a city council member in Atlanta, uh, Antonio Lewis. He was astounded. He didn't even know her personally, but she did send this email 
to many alumni and many people involved with the association, he describes the letter as a manifesto, a, an indictment of a, what he called a go-along-to-get-along culture, of which he says he's heard a great deal from students, faculty, and alumni over the past couple of years. What are students saying about this tragic situation? Sure. Well, um, their student government president is actually a St. Louisan. Her name is Kenlyn Washington. She's a senior. She and I spoke. She and students have been protesting. Kenlyn told me she felt like the impact of Dr. Bailey on the campus was quite strong. People had a lot of affection for her. And by contrast, there was a bit of distance between Dr. Mosley and a lot of the students there. Granted, he was new, so they didn't really know him. Um, and this is kind of a shock to them. Um, so she's really grappling with a lot of things right now. They're calling for John Mosley to resign. He stepped down with pay at the moment, but they're calling for him to resign. That's right. Um, Kenlin said she doesn't mind which option, whether he resigns or whether he's fired, but she thinks it's time for a change. And that was echoed by Dr. Sherman Bonds, who's the president of the National Alumni Association, he's actually calling for him to be fired. And uh, Antonio Lewis, who is the Atlanta gentleman, he again is like, whatever way it has to happen, do it with dignity. He said, you know, for the good of the university, it would be best if he resigned now. Where do things stand now? There will be a February 8th Board of Curators meeting already planned. It is supposed to be open, so students are planning to be there. The University Board of Curators has hired a what they call a third-party consultant. Um, they're going to review policies, um, talk to people, figure out uh, from the email trail and other paper trails uh, what happened, who's to be held accountable, perhaps, other than uh, Dr. Mosley. And but what what people are saying is let's not prolong this. Um, Dr. Mosley should resign for the good of the university or be um, let go. Holly Edgel, Managing Editor of the Midwest Newsroom, thank you so much. You're welcome. You can read Holly Edgel's story at our website, stlpr.org. She spoke with St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All. If you or anyone you know are having thoughts of suicide, you can call the 24-hour suicide helpline at 988. St. Louis Public Radio is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Brian Moline. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.